Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. This is Linda Pinizzato of the Hayes FM for the Condo Expert. We're speaking today with Bob Coffey. You know, Bob, we've had an interesting time in the last few months as you and I uh, were part of the Condo Act review with the Ministry of Consumer Services, haven't we? Absolutely. And, you know, my main concern on that is that they're taking 18 months to do something. I can understand why they'd like to get lots of information, etc., etc. But, you know, in business management, the 80-20 rule applies. And right now, they know 80% of the problems, and therefore, they could do an interim fix if they so desired. And I would highly recommend an immediate fix on a whole lot of items that they know are there, and they are repeatedly there, and they hear about them all the time. But again, we're going for this 18 months. Now, perhaps because there's a new minister in charge, maybe minds will change. I don't know. Well, I hope so, because I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, right off the bat, the first thing that was identified was the fact of lack of governance and accountability of board of directors. That was, that was right at the forefront. And then, of course, the issue came to play as far as property management companies and property managers. Now, you know, I I think that there wouldn't really be a problem for them to move forward and immediately create a government licensing for these property management companies. At least it's a start. And it's going to take time in order for them to implement that kind of a uh, of a service. It's no difference from the Real Estate Council of Ontario that I'm involved in simply because I am a registered realtor. Yeah. No, I so, think uh, I think that would be a a good step forward and I believe that many of the property management companies would favor that type of licensing and and regulation because if if there's a couple of bad apples in their whole industry then they all suffer. Well, exactly. You know, and, and, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be very, very difficult for some who have to walk the line. You know, it, it's kind of like a weigh scale. On one side, you want to do the right thing. You want to, you know, suggest the proper mandates, the way to follow the condo act. But then on the other side, you may have a board that's saying, sorry, no, we want it this way. And how can we maneuver it this way in order for us to do what we want to do? And if he doesn't agree to doing it, then all of a sudden they may not renew that contract. So there's just too much money at stake right now, I think, for uh, and, and the ability yeah. to yeah. compromise oneself. Yeah, well, you see... And it's not in, fair. For the chartered accountants, okay, the auditors mm-hmm. of public companies, if the public company wants to change, then the two auditors have to kind of get together and the auditor taking over wants to make sure that they're not getting rid of the other auditor because of some funny reason, okay? And there's a little bit of paperwork involved, let me put it that way. Whereas changing 
your property manager from one to the other is just give them 60-day notice and they're gone, right? It is, but it's complicated because, you know, a lot of times, like these condo buildings, for instance, if they maintain the same property management firm as they did during the construction period of the builder, and, and I guess the question is whether there's a conflict of interest there, staying on board during the occupancy period, now coming in and being the um, the management company afterwards, and there is an affiliation with the builder, the the problem is a lot of the email, the electronic communication that's going on back and forth with these property management firms is what that condo building is using. They're not using their own identity. They're using condo or wherever it is. So if they make the change, then all of a sudden they have to restructure their entire office. They, you know, it's, it's very complicated. It's not a, it's not really an easy process because of all that. And they may very well be doing the accounting work for the uh, corporation as well. Well, that's, that's true. But again, you know, there are property management firms out there that have been able to build a good value-added proposition. And it's a question of boards of directors taking a look at what is the value-added proposition of maintaining it with the people that were there through the construction. But again, the people through the construction were working for the builder. Well, there you go. So and, there's a fine line there. So well, which one is it? Well, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's safer to change. It, it sounds like it would just make sure that there is no question, you know, because we're here right. talking and we're like, is it good? Is it not good? Is right. it good? Is it not good? Right. So why end up in that situation in the first place? Yep. And just start free right from the start. So the other thing that we talked about, uh, the other one that kept coming to play constantly was the board of directors and uh, proxies. You know, it's been identified that proxies are being forged. And unfortunately, I'll give you a situation myself. I actually requisitioned four proxies in the building that I own in. And the lawyers came back and told me that they cannot give me any proxies that will have the name of the owners, the unit numbers, or the signature, all I'll get is the X. And I've mentioned this before on the show. And this is a, a really, this is one of my pet peeves here. Because if I'm a member of a corporation, why am I not privy to see that everything is in line? And why is the board stopping me from seeing it? When all of a sudden 62 proxies showed up and it's never happened. That building has never had that many proxies. And the proxies, the evening of the AGM, carried the majority vote. But again, you see, it's whether the proxy was proper or not. But I mean, if someone has signed their name, even though they were pressured into signing their name, then when you take a look at the final evidence, which is just the proxy form, there's nothing much you can do. I mean, that's why there's supposed to be independent scrutineers in counting those But, but then those you've votes. got that problem, too, because yeah. if the board of directors is questionable, they've already decided of which friends in the building they're going to have as their so-called scrutineers. Yeah, but I really think that much like the auditor is elected independently, the lawyers ought to be elected independently, and the scrutineers ought to be elected by the people at the meeting, by a majority vote. 
Right. But then how do you still stop it? You see, this is the problem. The The problem is, is that if a board knows the inside out, maybe you just need a complete different company out there, like a third party taking proxies completely. The board's never seen them. The property managers don't see them. Nobody sees them. And the count comes in uh, of that kind of a nature. And, and the um, lawyers that should be an appointment by the corporation, not hired by the board of directors, maybe is the answer. Well, that that one, I think, would then work. And, okay, you'll notice, like, on the awards and things like that, you have major public accounting firms who are the only ones that know who are the winners of the Academy Awards and That's things of right. this nature. That's right, exactly. And therefore, uh, since every condo must have an auditor, the auditor could easily be the people that handle all of the proxies and things like that. Exactly. And because because of their appointment, they wouldn't be risking the situation because right. of the way that it operates. Right. Well, we've put this on the table to the uh, Minister of Consumer Services. We've done, uh, I want to draw the attention to our audience to go to COA, C-O-A, Ontario.com. And it's important. Get online, take a look at the Condo Owners Association. I'm speaking today with Bob Coffey, who's a director of COA. And as you know, I'm the founder and uh, CEO, president of COA. And it, it's been a lot of work for us to move forward and bring this to the table. With us slamming and banging and hitting that door down, the McGinty government stepped forward last June 2012 and agreed to open up the Condo Act. So we, we've looked at some issues today that uh, we need to bring attention and we're trying to keep all the condo owners out there aware of these things. And you can go online to coaontario.com. On the right-hand side, it says Condo Act Review. Be informed. Find out more information. That way you can tune in on this weekly show and uh, understand exactly what's happening out there. You know, Bob, we're moving in pretty soon to the second phase. The second session is coming about. It's just around the corner. Well, uh, again, if anybody wants to contact the Condo Owners Association with situations, just give us the facts of the situation and we'll be able to compile a number of issues. I mean, that's on the basis of how we've been able to speak out to the minister because we have come up with ideas that were never thought of by them. Like having a condo reserve fund bond, they would have never thought about it in a million years. And whether they ever do it or not is really the question. And that's why we have to go and see the new finance minister. Well, yeah, I mean, you think there's 1.3 million condos owners out there, and we've already identified that probably one quarter of them are, are experiencing some type of issue. Right. And if that's the case, then what they need to do is yeah. tell us their issue. Let us yeah. know. Let us yeah. know your issue. Right. But, I mean, yeah. we have another problem with condos, and that is I personally don't think MPAC knows how to go about valuing condos. Well, they're a little bit tough, absolutely. And then you've got people that are using live-work units, main floor units, which are residential, 
I know of a case right there on Wellington in downtown Toronto. They're residential units. They're turning them into offices and and retail outlets and and um, companies and so on. Yet they're only paying residential taxes instead yeah. of commercial taxes. Yeah. But if you go in, if you own a house, you can go into about my property and find out something. But if you own a condo, you can't go into about my property and find anything. Well, I guess it's because you're still a unit owner within a corporation, so they haven't isolated that category, which maybe that's something for them to think about. Well, I think they have to think about it. I, Absolutely. I was able to get one whole building completely reevaluated by MPAC because I was able to prove that something was incorrect. But I just think that they need to, you know, we can we can talk about the Condo Act and things like that. But this is another thing, consumer protection. If you own a house, you can go in and find out what they've assessed your place, et cetera, et cetera, and how they've gone around doing it. Because you know, well, that unit over there and this one and this one and this one. But when you own a condo, you can't find that information out. If you can, then if you're listening, Mr. Impact, let me know. <laughs> I think one of the biggest uh, problems, and why has all of this broken down? If I had to choose one word in our English language, I'd come up with the word apathy. I cannot believe the apathy out there with condo owners. You yeah. know, they're, they're just, they're accepting all of this. They're now, of course, it's at the forefront. This is 2013. Need to move forward. And they need to start paying attention to all of this. Because the problem is, is that we have so many. Do you know that over half of the new construction today is condominiums? I would certainly imagine it if you live in downtown Toronto. I know. And even here in Mississauga, it's the same thing. I know along the lakeshore, they had uh, all sorts of problems. And I know that this is a sore spot, too. I know with both of us is the OMB. Right. The OMB. There's another one. The OMB not paying attention to the master plan. The OMB just uh, overruling all the height restrictions. I mean, as far as I know, look at Restaurant Row down on King Street in downtown Toronto. Well, absolutely. And the worst thing about it, and uh, where I'm pleased with what is happening in the Condo Act review, is they seem to be paying some attention to the people that are providing information. Whereas I don't have the same feeling with the OMB. Which is, by the way, for anyone out there, is Ontario Municipal Board is the OMB. Right. But I don't think they pay any attention to the residents. No, no, they don't. But I think the Ministry of Consumer Services now, they have to. There's just been so much controversy hitting the uh, platform out there with condominiums that they have to get this right, or at least try to get it right. Yeah, but Toronto is trying to get rid of the OMB. And so now, what is that going to be, better or worse? Well, I know uh, Councillor Mullins uh, here, Pat Mullins here in uh, in Ward 2 down here in, in Lorne Park, Port Credit area, um, she actually had moved forward to put out a statement regarding the OMB because of the problem of one of the complexes in right along Lakeshore that should have never gone up. But of course, it got overruled and now it's, uh, now there it is. <laughs> but I think the um, the problem is, is that right now, what would be really important if we can get anything from this particular show is to get the message out for condo owners, step forward, work with us. 
Right, exactly. And if you don't step forward, then you suffer the consequences. Well, the consequences. And we all suffer the consequences. Well, exactly. And and this is the funny part is sometimes, you know, when we talk about this show, for instance, Condo Expert, you know, you, immediately you think condominiums. Sometimes people don't understand that whatever happens in the condo market is going to create the domino effect for the housing detached home, semi-detached home market. It's not a separation. It's transient. People are moving from this to that to that to this. Absolutely. Everything is connected. And unfortunately, based on my experience in dealing with government, like I, I have been involved in three royal commissions. I don't think there's many people in Canada that have been involved in three royal commissions. And I found that governments, regardless of the level, whether you're talking federal or provincial or municipal, they can kind of focus in on the parts, but they never seem to understand how to focus in on the connectivity of the parts. Right. And right. that is where we want help with people advising us at the Condo Owners Association so that we can see that the connectivity and the linkage between the parts is appropriate. Well, exactly, because that's the only way it's going to function properly. Right. Otherwise, you still continue to have loose ends, and those loose ends can be incredibly costly. Yeah. Yep. You know, we're in a lot of changing times right now. I mean, um, you know, our government needs money. Our municipalities need money. Last week, we had Metrolinks in. They need money for uh, proper transportation. Is the answer to take a look at the Conduct, find the right chemistry, the, the right parts, the, the right mechanism so that it creates better sustainability for condominiums. Because as our population grows and we have new people coming into the country and we have a change of lifestyles, you know, from people that are living in homes now that are downsizing to condos, and we have a, a, a huge transformation that could very well be right in front of us. The key point is to get the Condo Act right. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree, and you got to remember, nowadays, I think a lot of first home buyers are condo buyers versus home buyers. Oh, absolutely. It's funny. It may, I have to say, like uh, as you know, I've been a realtor since 1979, and over the years, I got very heavily involved in the condo market in 1999. And the interesting part about it, it was just really at the, at the start of things. You know, they had assignment clauses, and people weren't really paying that much attention. And then all of a sudden, bang, by 2000, and I'd say 2006, 2007, you know, it has literally just exploded. But the interesting part is, is that my clients now, the people that are living in homes, their children are buying. And of course, being in the business so long, I'm selling to their children. And when they're ready to downsize, I'm selling condos to them. But in between when those children now have made enough money and they've decided to move forward with families to move back into a housing atmosphere, I'm now selling them back into the housing. So this is the big transitional changes of lifestyles. And it's got to start with the first-time home buyers and the new people coming in. Right. But I think everybody, okay, my view is that 80% of the population that's over, say, 20 years old has to understand about condominiums, either for themselves, for their parents, 
for their friends, okay? Because everybody has to know something about condominiums because I think that's just one of those rules that works like gravity. Exactly. And that's why you and I and the rest of our board are going to get together. Very shortly, COA is going to announce a huge education process for the general public to come out and learn about condominiums and for board of directors to learn because it is all about information awareness. Absolutely. You know, it's a complicated issue. It's not a, it's not a case of just coming out, getting your monies, buying into it and moving in and apathy. Yeah. We have to get rid of the apathy. Right. Yes. And again, we want to, we want to turn data into information and we want to turn information into intelligence so the more information that we can get back which you know will be based on some data and things like that but when we can convey that information to the appropriate officials then we will have intelligence and we want an intelligent condo act Absolutely. And that's a key point, Bob, because we're not expecting the Minister of Consumer Services to understand all of the complaints and things that are coming to the surface. We're not expecting the deputy minister to or staff or anything. What we are expecting them to or hoping to make sure they understand they have to listen to the professionals. This is our field. We are the professionals. So the information we're bringing forward is not a service-related trade, as you know. I mean, look at the, uh, the room. We have property management companies, lawyers, condo lawyers, engineers, service-related trades who, you know, whether or not they're really going to pinpoint important things for condo owners remains to be seen. But COA is 100% for the condo owner. Correct. So our input is going to be about the representation and an advocacy to make sure that condo owners are protected in this whole review process and that continues forward as years go on. Yeah. And again, because it's a Consumer Protection Act, they probably need something that when someone sees something not going right, that a person can immediately contact that situation. I mean, they almost need a 911. Oh, I know. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, if we get the 1.3 condo owners out there, Co-op would be able to satisfy that kind of an effort. But we need the support of the condo owners. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, Bob, it has been fabulous uh, having you come to the station today. You know, we've had a lot of good conversations on Terry on warranties and reserve funds and and just basically, you know, an, an overhaul on this whole condo act is so much needed. Absolutely. So and thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. Bob Coffey is a director and actually the ex-vice chair of KPMG, a wealth of information. We're so happy to have him on board with the Condo Owners Association. Today, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato on the Condo Expert at the Hayes FM. Hoping everybody's having a wonderful day. So remember, contact coaontario.com. We have a wonderful website. If you're in Toronto, you can go coatoronto.com. This is Linda Pinizzato of the Hayes FM. You're listening to The Condo Expert. And let us hear your comments. We want to help. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. 
keep up the fight.